Let us all now turn to Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. And if you could please stand to honor the reading of God's word. It's a short one. Proverbs 18, verse 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. God bless and honor the reading of his word, and you may be seated. There are over 600 muscles in the human body. Over 600 muscles. Don't worry, we're not going to go through all those muscles. I know looking at me is about all you can think of is muscle. I know, I know. <laughs> oh, today we're only going to talk about one. We're going to talk about one muscle. Well, technically, no. Technically, we're going to talk about four muscles. But we'll, we'll put it together in one. One mighty muscle. One mighty muscle. One superior. And remember, the first one is the superior longitudinal muscle. Number two, the uh, inferior longitudinal muscle. The third is the transver transverse uh, I'm sure I'm not pronouncing this right. Lingual muscle. And for the vertical lingual muscle. Now, I'm sure I really, doctors are like, they're not pronouncing that right. But either way, I'm going to just call it all one big muscle, the mighty muscle. I'm talking about the tongue. The tongue is a mighty muscle. And that's the title of today's sermon, the mighty muscle. Now, I've known a lot of people in my life. Some who know how to use their mighty muscle real well. Some who know how not to use it well. And some who know how to use it way too much. And I'm one who at times uses their mighty muscle far too often. And because I've used it far too often, many times I spend a lot of time out in the hallway at school. And other times I got myself grounded far too often because I use my mighty muscle. And there's also reasons why I got my mouth flat because you use that mighty muscle. So here's the thing. We all have a mighty muscle talking about the tongue. We're not talking about the physical condition of the tongue and what is done with that tongue. Not talking about the taste buds or anything like that. No, no, no. We're talking about uh, the tongue and what we do with it. We're talking about uh, the things that we say, the things we do not say, the things we should say, the things we should not say. Used correctly, the tongue is mighty sweet. It is. If you say things correctly with it, the tongue is mighty sweet, especially when used by the Spirit of God, by the Holy Spirit. And especially when you're quoting the Word of God. Well, just earlier today, we were reading in, in the uh, Sunday school how Satan was misusing the Word of God and how Jesus was using the word of God, using it correctly. Also, the tongue can be mighty sour when the tongue is used incorrectly. And we, let's be honest, when we misuse our tongue, and we all misuse our tongue from time to time. Now, I know we would all like to lie, which is misusing the tongue, by the way. We like to lie right now and say, I've never misused my tongue. <laughs> oh, boy. Boy, that would not be true. If we incorrectly use the mighty tongue, it becomes mighty sour or occasionally mighty sharp to cut yourself and others down. Or if that mighty tongue 
is a mighty uh, muscle is used by God. It can be used sharply to defeat the enemy when using his mighty, mighty word, which is the mighty sword on its own. So let's now look at Proverbs. There's going to be a lot of Proverbs and Psalms used today, but especially Proverbs. I notice there's a lot of Proverbs today about the tongue. Proverbs 21, verse 23 says this. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 23. It says this. Whoever guards his mouth and his tongue keeps his soul from trouble. I'll say it again. Proverbs 21, verse 23. It says, whoever guards his mouth and his tongue keeps his soul from trouble. Don't we know that's true? Don't we know that's true? I'd love to tell you that I've never gotten myself in trouble with my tongue. Boy, that's a lie. That's a lie. I, now, my ma, my ma has a saying. She has a saying. I'm not talking about you getting in trouble. I'm talking about one of your famous sayings that you say so very, very often, which you said it here a million times. She says a lot of times, sit on my tongue, Lord. Sit on my tongue. I actually have a drawing of his work. I didn't get it done in time for today. And it wasn't her, per se. It was just a, an individual, uh, just a generic person. But I was going to have a picture of Jesus Christ sitting on a tongue. Kind of weird looking, I guess you could say. But that it kind of goes with her saying, sit on my tongue, Lord. Sit on my tongue. Because she's always saying, sit on my tongue, Lord. Well, believe it or not, she's going to love the last verse we have in the sermon today. Because despite the fact that this verse that we just read uh, Proverbs 21, 23 kind of goes along with that. Whoever guards his mouth and his tongue keeps his soul from trouble. Believe it or not, this last verse that we're going to have today goes perfectly, goes perfectly with her statement, set on my tongue, Lord. No, 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 no. I promise you, it, the verse does not say, thou setteth on my tongue, Lord. It does not say that. I vow it. However, it goes perfectly with it because sometimes we need to shut our mouth and let God guard our tongue. Amen? Amen. Oh, I'm so glad I'm not alone. I'm so glad I'm not alone. Because I'll be truthful, as, as getting this sermon prepared, I was nervous. Because I thought, boy, oh boy, everybody knows sometimes I can be a big mouth. A real big mouth. Don't say amen, please. But I know I can be a real big mouth and my tongue gets a flapping. I know it for certain. But here's the deal. Every single one of us has gotten in trouble with our tongue. We know we have. But here's the thing. One thing that the Lord God has given us is the Holy Spirit. That is, he himself in the form of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit knows how to tell us to shut up. And that's a beautiful thing. I know it doesn't seem like it whenever we hear the, the term shut up. And I've actually heard people say, that's a terrible, bad word. It's amazing to me. The, the sensitive souls of the new people today, the, the I won't even mention political terms of it, but I will say this. There's a lot of people today who are so sensitive, they can say so many four-letter words and other things that doesn't hurt a soul, but they get real sensitive when people tell you to shut up. I've heard them say shut up with all sorts of, uh, of words that go with it, and but yet whenever you say, shh, that's not good, follow the Holy Spirit, don't do that, go with the Bible. Oh, no, no, that hurts my feelings. Listen, the Holy Spirit tells us to shut up, all the time. So don't say that, Philip. Don't say it. Shush, 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 shush. Hush. So, so many times we don't want to listen. You know what the Holy Spirit does to us? He wants us to, to, to shut up. Don't talk. Be quiet. But we oftentimes don't listen, do we? We don't listen. 
You see, the Holy Spirit wants to muzzle us. Tell us to be quiet. We need to have a spiritual mighty muzzle. A spiritual mighty muzzle. We're so busy about having a mighty muscle of the tongue, but what we need to have is listen to the spiritual mighty muzzle. And we have that through the Holy Spirit. Speaking of which, I ordered, I ordered a mighty muzzle myself this week. I really did. I ordered a muzzle through the mail. <laughs> it came just in time. It really is. But I love you. I don't want to disrespect you. I'm not going to use it on you. I promise, Mom. But here's the thing. <laughs> no, here's the thing. I'm not a dog, although at times I've behaved like one. But here's the deal. This doesn't fit my my my, my uh, mouth, you know. I'm not a dog. However, I did find a way to use this to just right. You see, I can go like this here and snap it in here, and I could actually wear this. There's times that we need to have a muzzle on our mouth, and and uh, you know. But I'm talking spiritually, so I don't necessarily need to do this. I will, however, do it because I want to put it to some use. So the thing is. Let's snap it here. Come on now. Okay. We need to have a mighty muzzle on our mouth. Okay? We need to do this. Now, I know I look handsome like this, don't I? Don't I look handsome? No, well, hey now, hey now. Respect the beautiful man. So we didn't have a mighty muzzle on our mouth. But here's the deal. This isn't going to keep us from talking and saying dumb things in our mind. But that's where it's got to start. Let's see. And the other thing is, I could, I'm not going to do it because it's really difficult to do it. I could actually connect this to something that really needs to put the muzzle on our mouth. We want to say things we should say. Connect it to the Word of God. And we need to cover our mouth with the Word of God. So we're not saying stupid things. And do not worry, I'm not going to keep this on through the whole sermon. Because I know this could be distracting. I'm assuming. So let me undo. Oh, no, I can't undo. I'm joking. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we have a mighty muzzle. Now let's now talk. Let's now talk about the other mighty things that people have in their lives. So many times people speak before thinking. And they speak before praying. I'm talking about Christians. They speak before thinking and they speak before praying. And I'm guilty. Just like I'm sure you are too. And by the way, I apologize if I'm insulting you. I don't mean to be. But I gotta just I gotta talk it through. I got to. Because these are the things I've prayed about this week and another Lord told me to say it. So we oftentimes speak before thinking and we speak before praying. And this makes us mighty foolish. Mighty foolish. And we, we don't want to be that. We don't want to be mighty foolish. No, 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 no. We don't want to be that at all. We don't want to be mighty foolish. So let's take a look at Proverbs chapter 10, verse 8. There's a whole lot of Proverbs, I'm telling you. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 8. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 8 says, The wise in heart will receive commandments, but a prating fool will fall. It says, also in Proverbs 29, Proverbs 29, verse 20. Do you see a man who is hasty in his words? There's more hope for a fool than for him. 
Talking about the mighty foolish. And one more for the mighty foolish. And that is Proverbs 17, 28. Proverbs 17, 28 says this. Even a fool, when he holds his peace, is counted wise. I love this one. Do you know that Abraham Lincoln said something very similar to this one time? Very similar. Of course, he knew his Bible forward or backward, but this is what he says. Proverbs 17, 28. Even a fool, when he holds his peace, is counted wise. And he who shuts his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. In other words, he's thought to be extremely wise when he shuts up. No wonder my teachers never thought me to be too extremely wise. <laughs> the point is, is, if we just be quiet, we might be thought to be wise. Truth be told, there's a time for speaking. There's a time for these things. It's just not all the time. Not all the time. Now, I've done it before. I've been foolish. I've shot my mouth off and got myself in a lot of trouble. And I've also been very careless with my talking. And that's the next mighty. Mighty careless. I've been mighty, mighty careless before. Just like I'm assuming others in here have to, but that's when you and the Lord. Maybe you're at home right now watching you think, Man, I've been mighty careless with my with my uh, verbal discussions, with my tongue. Maybe you have, and you're not alone. And I'm not just talking about me. You know what I always say, for all have sinned from the sword of the glory of God, we've all done it. This is an excuse to keep doing it, by the way. I always crack up, and I say crack up not because I think it's really funny, but it's interesting to me. That instead of people looking at Jesus Christ and, and modeling themselves after Jesus, letting Jesus shine through them, they oftentimes look at other people in the world and say, hey, but at least I'm not as bad as them. And I say this a lot because it's true. They say, well, at least I'm not as bad as this guy or this person in government or this person on TV or this person in my family or this person who lives down the road or this person who lives across the hallway in the apartments. Folks, it doesn't matter how they live. Don't get me wrong. We should pray for people around us. But we should always model ourselves, not after the loudmouth up here behind the pulpit or any other place that you see him. We should always be modeling ourselves after Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Otherwise, we're always going to be mighty careless. But what does it mean to be mighty careless? Well, here we go. And by the way, as I go in and talk about how we are mighty careless sometimes, I'm not specifically talking about you. So before you get offended, I'm talking about me. I'm talking about we. I'm talking about all of us human beings. I'm talking about the careless things we sometimes do with our mighty tongue, mighty muscle. It sometimes flap, flap, flaps. With a mighty carelessness, there's gossip. Oh, how gossip destroys a home. It has destroyed churches. It has destroyed the word of God. It has destroyed marriages. It has destroyed relationships of plenty. It has destroyed so many folks. And people say, oh, there's nothing wrong. There's lots of things wrong with gossip. And I think just about everybody in the world has been guilty of a man and woman to boot. Oh, that's just a woman thing. I'll hush up you. You're wrong. You know that both sexes do it. And it's incorrect to do. And people say, well, we're supposed to be honest. And that's also a fabrication. 
of how it can be taken care of. Well, it's my family, and I can say anything I want to about them, but we know that we don't need to be gossiping about every little thing and what one person does in their home. And by the way, I'm not talking about doing something dishonest in their home, but at the same time, we don't need to be talking about every little thing they do. And just because you don't have have the same opinion as that person doesn't mean you be telling everybody in the world your opinion and how that person is wrong all the time. It can destroy the family. And you want to know why all the people don't always talk to you I think you know why. Because we can't keep our mouths shut. And I'm just as guilty as the next person. I've sometimes I've done it. I'm not telling you these things so you think things about me. I'm talking about not necessarily this situation of gossip. I'm talking about not keeping my mouth shut. That's what I'm talking about. But gossip's just one. A mighty carelessness is gossip. Lying. I used to lie as a little boy before I was saved. Once I got saved, I've talked about this before. Once I got saved, I started to lie again. The Holy Spirit said, no, you don't. I just couldn't sleep at night. And I didn't lie since then because I'll tell you what, I can't do it. I can't do it. Oh, I'm not saying I've never been tempted. I'm not even saying I never even started when I was a young man, but God won't let me do it. And I won't. I won't. I have to be honest. I have to be honest. That doesn't mean you have to tell them every little thing in the whole wide world. But you got to be honest. You can't lie. All those lying tongues destroy homes, they destroy houses, they destroy people, they destroy lives. I can't understand when I see the news all the time, people lying all the time, people in court will lie and try to destroy people. I see it constantly. Why? Why do you got to lie? I've known people personally who tell lies so often that they actually convince themselves of telling the truth. But God knows the truth. Jesus is the truth. Don't start lying. Don't start deceiving anyone, especially yourself. And you're not deceiving God. And deep down, you know when you're lying. Keep that tongue truthful. And keep it truthful, speaking God in his word. And you're mighty careless with your emotions. And from the carelessness of the emotions, the tongue just starts flipping and flapping and and that's when the arrogance takes over so often. So, not all tongues are this way, but oftentimes the careless muscle with arrogance will take over. And sometimes another emotion that takes over is anger. Not a sin to be angry. That's an emotion. But what anger can do, we'll talk more about that next week. But a lot of times what anger can do, what can come from anger? Frustration saying horrible things to another person, cursing can come, yelling can come, horrible things can come from it. I've been angry before. I remember as a little kid watching the Incredible Hulk on TV and I said, oh, Hulk smash, and I'm telling you the truth. I get frustrated, yell at my brother, yell at my sister, yell at people, get mad at school, say horrible, smart, elegy things. Let words be said that should never come from a Christian's lips. And I'm not, by the way, it's an attitude. It's not just the words. People say, oh, well, I don't say curse words, but I don't. Folks, it's not just the curse words. Sometimes it's the attitude of things we say behind the words. But we do it. Yelling at people. Remember, we're supposed to represent Jesus. We're supposed to have sweet words come from the tongue, from the muscle, not sour. He represents Jesus Christ. Oh, you're looking ugly today. Why did you say that? They cut in front of me in the line. And that's why we're doing that. 
Well, Jesus yelled at the Pharisees because they were disrespecting God, not because they cut in front of them in the, the market. They didn't have a Walmart, okay? But they did have a market. But we can't be doing that. We can't be using the tongue because we're frustrated. We can't do that. It's always funny when people twist the scripture around again like that. I say funny, not ha-ha. But funny how sarcastic that is and how wrong that is. Who was it that twisted the scripture? Was it Jesus? No, that was Satan who did that. But people do it. People do it all the time, make themselves feel good about it. They use a mighty, careless speech with ungodly habits to shoot their mouth off, say what they want to say, not what they ought to say. And then they have no self-control. Oh, I can't help it. That's how I was raised. I can't help it. That's how I felt deep down inside. I can't help it. You can help it. If you can't help it, you better hand it over to God because he can help you help it. He can. I'm going to take a look at a few of these scriptures. I don't know if I have time for all of them, but let's look at a few. In Proverbs 26, 20. Proverbs 26, 20. Proverbs 26, 20 says, Where there is no wood, the fire goes out. So where there is no tailbearer, the strife ceases. I'm going to put that in, in other terms here. Where there is no wood, the fire goes out. Where there is no liar, the problem ceases. The problem stops. In other words, quit lying. Quit telling lies, and all the problems and heat will stop. And this is for those who lie, of course. And then there's Proverbs 13.3. Proverbs 13.3 says, He who guards he who guards his mouth preserves his life. But he who opens wide his lips will have destruction. Oh boy, I've been there. <laughs> saying an awful lot of stupid things and getting my foot in my mouth. And I'm going to tell you something about shoes. Oh, they don't taste that good. That's the truth. <laughs> they just don't. Proverbs 12, 18. Proverbs 12, 18. There is one who speaks like a pierce, like the piercings of a sword. But the tongue of the wise is health. Now we know this. The word of God is like a two-edged sword. If we want to speak wisdom, let's, let's quote the Lord God. It's what we need to do. Titus 3, 1 through 2. Titus 3, 1 through 2. Remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities, to obey them, to be ready for every good work to speak evil of no one, to be continuous, uh, continuous, excuse me, not to be contentious, but gentle, showing all humility toward everyone. Now this is, this is something that I, I needed to say because so often people are against their bosses, they're against the pastors, they're against the president, they're against other people. Now I may not agree with the bosses sometimes, 
I may not always agree with the people in government. I may not always agree with them, but folks, we're still to pray for them. We're still to love them. We don't have to like them, but you do got to love them. And we're not to go against the people of authority. You may not like your boss, but you need to pray for them. And listen when it says, speak no, verse 2 of Titus 3, speak no evil of no one. I've been guilty of it. I've been guilty of it. We got to be careful. Speak no evil of no one. Excuse me, speak evil of no one. Not to be contentious, but gentle, showing all humility toward everyone. Man, that's the part where I need that spiritual mighty muzzle and and, and, and close it in on my mouth and say, oh, Philip, 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 shut up, use, to quote the old Archie Bunker statement. Just got to be quiet. Got to be quiet. You remember the old statement? If you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. That's hard sometimes, but the Holy Spirit can do it. Say, Philip, if you don't want to feel bad later, just be quiet. Am I the only one sometimes say, says a whole lot and then later on go, goes, I shouldn't have done that. The Holy Spirit's making me feel guilty. You know why? Because we know, we know, we know, we know that we're not supposed to be talking like that. We're supposed to have sweetness coming from the mighty muscle. Now, I'm not talking sweetness and stupidity towards all the ungodly, unholy things. Oh, everybody's sweet and nobody does anything wrong. No, that's dumb and that's not true anyway. That's a lie. That's a lie. I hear people do all the time. Oh, nobody makes mistakes. Oh, yeah, that's a lie. Everybody makes mistakes. We're all sinful and sort of glory God. But I am talking about, so no, we're not to do that. But we are to be sweet and not sour. By the way, sweet, sour, and sometimes come from the same mouth, but it shouldn't. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. Psalm 34, 13. Psalm 34, 13 says, Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. We're not to lie. We're not to lie. We're not to be evil. Our, our mouths should not be of such. When it comes to gossiping, you're speaking bad about other people. You may not like them, but you need to love them. If there's someone from your past who you're just not fond of, and I understand that, but we need to love them anyway. And I have trouble with this sometimes, especially if I've been hurt and, 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 and scorched by them. I still love them, and that's hard. It's hard to know where to draw that line, but the Holy Spirit can help me, and I'm going to. I'm going to do my best to let the Lord take care of it. Psalm 52, verse 2. Psalm 52, verse 2. Says, your tongue devises calamities. Your tongue devises calamities like a sharp razor. Your worker, you worker of treachery. Oh, I like that one. Although it, it, it kind of hurts because it says your tongue devises calamities. And boy, does it ever. I don't know why people get mad because you're always causing trouble with your mouth. You, ever, you remember those old uh, those old little wind-up mouths? You remember those? Those little wind-up mouths? Yeah, that's us sometimes. We It's like, I don't know what the problem is. And it keeps on going forever and ever and ever. I remember that that movie Christmas Story. When the, the teacher goes to close the drawer, there's that mouth still going. Bah, 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 bah. And we do that sometimes. We wind up our mouth and, and then it doesn't stop. Bah, 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 and we wonder why we're still in trouble because we just keep going. But this part really gets to me where it says uh, your 
tongue devises calamities like a sharp razor. I don't like the thought of a razor being near my tongue. That's just me. <laughs> and then it says, you worker of treachery. Now, we've got to be careful what we do with our tongue. Let it be sweet, not sour. Let it not be sharp to cut yourselves or others down. Nope. Not to be like that. Psalm 120, verse 2. Psalm 120, verse 2. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. We need to be careful. Let the Lord take us away. Let's get down here a little bit. It says Ephesians 4.29. Ephesians 4.29. We need to remember this. We don't want to be mighty careless. Ephesians 4.29. Let no unwholesome word, let no unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth, but only that which is good for building up, that it may give grace to the listener. Remember, only what is sweet, not what is sour. And it's hard sometimes because we do have flesh. It's hard sometimes. We may wake up not feeling well, but folks, we can't do it. We can't do it. And the last part here, well, not the last part. There's two parts here. We got the mighty mouth. That's the other part. We Sometimes when we're being careless, we let all that carelessness go into having a mighty mouth. We just... Let completely go, let it wind up and go, and we just don't even care anymore because we say, Well, we're saved by grace. I can just do anything because we're saved by grace. I can say anything I want because I'm saved by grace, and God loves me anyway. I can't lose my salvation, so I can just say anything I want to. So I'm going to use my mighty mouth. And the moment I realize this mighty mouth, and it sounds like a certain little superhero rodent, and a mighty mouth. Here we come to ruin the day. It's mighty mouth to ruin the day. And folks, we need to quit using our mighty mouth to ruin the day. We need to start listening to God, not listening to self. And I've got to tell you, putting this sermon together, it hurt. It hurt because God was stepping all over my toes. God was stepping all over my toes and all over my tongue and all over my ears and all over me everywhere. And I realized the Holy Spirit, and I don't know if it's hurting you at all, but it sure was hurting me. Maybe it was just for me, I don't know. But I know my inside now, I was hurt. Because God was showing me things that need to be taken care of. Uh, it says in Job 33, verse 2. Job 33, verse 2. Behold, behold, now I have opened my mouth. My tongue has spoken in my mouth. It goes on to say in Proverbs 15, 28. There's a lot of Proverbs here. Proverbs 15, 28. The heart of the righteous studies to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things. When we ignore what God is telling us, evil comes out. Proverbs 17.9. Proverbs 17.9 says this. He who covers a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates friends. Folks, our tongue can be used to speak sweet, 
and bring people together, or it could be used like a sword and cut people in half, cut things in half, cut marriages in half, cut relationships in half. Proverbs 10, 19. Proverbs 10, 19. It says, in a multitude of words, sin is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is wise. Proverbs 15, 1. Proverbs 15, 1 and 15, 4. Proverbs 15, 1 says, a soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. And then Proverbs 15, 4 a wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it crushes the spirit. And that is so true. That's what happens. That's what happens. We can either build up or tear down just by the mighty muscle within our mouth. I now will quote to you 1 Peter 3.10. 1 Peter 3.10, For he who would love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. We're not to be deceitful. Those are the ways of the devil. James 1.26 James 1.26 says, If anyone among you seems to be, this is serious now, if anyone among you seems to be religious and doesn't, listen now, and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his own heart this man's religion is vain now folks we're not just talking about religion as many people do as false religions we're talking about those who think they're holy but yet they say whatever they want to they don't behave spiritual there's a problem there's a problem the last part we're talking about the true mighty muscle of the tongue. But we're talking about the spiritual side. We're talking about the strength of the Lord. We're talking about the sweet, mighty, sweet, mighty muscle. You see, the strength of the Lord can take that muscle that he gave us. Because it's not us speaking. This is when the Holy Spirit takes that mighty muscle. When the Holy Spirit takes it and uses it, oh, how wonderful it can be. How many wonderful, mighty things can be said. And I will now read to you from the book of James. From the book of James, chapter 3. It amazes me how many things about tongues were in the Bible. I never would have thought, but there are. A lot of things. But James chapter 3, verses 2 through 12, tells us quite a bit. We all err in many ways. But if any man does not err in word, he is a perfect man and able also to control the whole body. See how we put bits in the mouths of horses and they may obey us, that they may obey us, and we control their whole bodies and observe ships, though they are so great and are driven by fierce winds, yet they are directed by the very small rudder 
wherever the captain pleases. Even so, the tongue is a little part of the body and boasts great things. See how great a forest, how great a forest a little fire kindles? The tongue is a fire, a world of evil. The tongue is among the parts of the body, defiling the whole body and setting the course of nature on fire. And it is set on fire by hell. All kinds of beasts and birds and serpents and things the sea are tamed or have been tamed by mankind, but not, but no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. With it, bless, with it, bless the Lord and Father, and with it, curse men. We curse men. We are made in the image of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring yield at the same opening sweet and bitter water? Can the fig tree, my brothers, bear olives and vine uh, figs? So no spring can yield both salt water and fresh water. See, here's the thing. So many times we Christians, and not, and not just Christians, but we Christians are so always, so often, trying to say sweet things and sour things, good sweet things and bitter things. And we're not to be doing this. We use our mouths at one second to praise God's name and then suddenly saying these horrible curse words. We, and not just curse words, but cursing people, wishing death upon them, wishing horrible things. I've actually heard people say, boy, one day they're going to go to hell. And when they go to hell, you just wait till what they say. And I can't wait to see how bad. We should never wish upon this thing. We should never want death upon people. We're to go out there and spread the word of God to hope for life and love and hope that they will come to know Jesus Christ and pray that God will shut our mouths and speak through us and to us and hope that we not be the ones speaking at all, but it be the Holy Spirit speaking to us, that it be the Holy Spirit speaking through us, that it be the Lord God and his tongue that speaks through the pastor, that speaks through the Sunday school teachers, that speaks through the people who go out into the world and to the people of the world so that they will understand that God loves them and that God doesn't want harm to come to them, but that it was the Lord God himself who came to this world and got up on the cross and went into the grave and came up from the grave so those people can go up into heaven and not go into the depths of hell. But they're not going to see that or hear that if we continue to use our tongues and allow our tongues to speak sour continuously to the people, but we need to be quiet. We need to be quiet. We need to let the Holy Spirit pick up the mighty muzzle and put it upon us so that the mighty muscle of God will speak through us. Now I know, I know that it may sound kind of blunt when you go home today. You're going to say, what did your pastor say to you today? People may ask and you say, oh, our pastor told us to shut up. And in a way, I did tell you to shut up, but I didn't actually. The Lord God tells us over and over in his word of God in the Bible, 
He tells us to shut up. But we can't do it on our own. If we speak through the flesh, nothing but sour and sharp words of bitterness cuts people down. We can't do it on our own. Oh, the Lord knows I tried. Ah, I tried it so many times and all I did was make a mess. But the Lord God, Lord God, He speaks sweetness through that Holy Spirit. Now I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna finish with all the scriptures I have because there's so many scriptures I didn't even get to get to because there's a lot of scriptures about speaking sweetness. And great scriptures about the tongue. But I will use one or two more here. One of them being Colossians 4 6. Colossians 4 6 says, Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you should answer everyone. I love what Jesus said in Matthew 15, 11. You gotta remember, he was speaking to the Pharisees and to the people that knew Jewish law of Judaism, as we call it now. And they thought that they couldn't eat this and couldn't eat that, and it was unholy and would send them to hell if they ate these things on certain days. I don't know what Jesus said back then. He said, that which goes into a mouth, this is Matthew 15, 11, that which goes into a mouth does not defile a man, but that which comes out of the mouth, this defiles a man. And it's true. Now we're not talking about it damning us. We're not talking about that. But we are talking about it making us filthy. Making us look vile. And I do find it interesting that some of the very people that love to say words, and they do, They'll love to say words, vile words. They love to be vulgar. They do. They love to be vulgar. But then if a word is said that offends them, and there's lots of words. They're horrible words. I'm not saying they're not. But they're words that are offensive because it might uh, belittle someone, their lifestyle or whatever. All of a sudden, oh, block it, block it. Take that out of the movie. Just, just take the movie and throw it away. Or take that book out of the library. Let's burn those books. Come on now. If, if those other words aren't bad, and there's no such thing as a bad word, then how come these other words are thought of as bad? That's crazy. That's crazy. Psalm 37, verse 3. Psalm 37, verse 3 says, The mouth of the righteous utters wisdom, and the tongue speaks justice. And it does. And Psalm 139, verse 4. For there is not a word on my tongue. For there is not a word on my tongue. But behold, O Lord, you know it fully. God knows what we're thinking. And he knows what's coming out of our mouth, even if we haven't said it yet. So let's make sure that what we say indicates what's in our heart and our minds. So many times people say, well, God already knows what I'm thinking. I might as well say it anyway. Listen, just because you're you're angry and you're thinking things you shouldn't think, work on that too. But don't justify the vile, bitter, sour things 
by saying it. No, sir. Stop this hour here in your mind and your heart by saying, I'm not doing that. The Holy Spirit told me no. And let it change. Say, Lord God, help me not to do that. And let something sweet come out. Praise the Lord instead. Now, I already mentioned we need to have the muzzle. Muzzle the muscle of the flesh. And let the mighty muscle of the Spirit speak through you. And I'm going to close with one more statement. And remember what I said earlier. And you say this every day if you need to about the muzzle in you. Jesus said on my tongue, right? Said on my tongue. Now, remember this now. Psalm 141, verse 3. Psalm 141, verse 3. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. I think that's a good one. Uh, we need to have that, especially in this world. Because we, in our mouths, and all that we say and all we do, we need to be a representation. And we need, need to let people see and hear and feel the power of Jesus coming through us. Not just in what we do, but what we say, because what we say will determine the things that we do. Amen. Amen. And let us now bow. Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you so much. Lord. I thank you for the sermon. I thank you, Lord, you prepare us to hear your word. I thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, that you give us the power of prayer. I thank you, Lord, you give us the power of your word. I thank you, Lord God, that you've given me strength physically at this moment. I praise you, Lord God, that you're with me every moment of the day, no matter what's going on. Lord God, I thank you for my brothers and sisters in Christ. I thank you for those who are with me right now, for those who are watching. And Lord God, I pray you continue to strengthen me. I pray, Lord God, that no matter what temptations come upon me, I pray, Lord God, you will continue to strengthen me with the Holy Spirit and with your word, and that you, Lord God, will block the words of impurity, that you will block the words of anger, that you will block the words of the world, but, Lord God, that your sweetness will come through my tongue, Lord Jesus Christ, through my mouth, so that you, everything that is said will be, Lord God, a witness, will be, Lord, a strength, Lord God, that will be laid down for the people to hear it and to understand, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray for this. I pray the Holy Spirit uses my tongue, uses my lips, and not just mine, but all the people here and all the people watching, Lord God, that we will be uh, true to you, Lord God, with the things that we say, and from the things we say, but the things that we do, Lord, also. And also, Lord God, that the very things that we say and do, Lord God, will, will reach out to others, and that they will also, Lord God, be used of you. I pray for all this in your holy and precious name, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.